Beck from Bleacher Report. What are you hearing in the people that you talk to around the NBA about an optimism level? I mean, as recently as a few days ago, I had an executive with the team say he thinks we'll be up and running by July 1st. And I texted back, I'm highly, highly skeptical. And he said, yeah, I get it. While July 1st is still a ways off, it's within, obviously, the realm of possibility that everything breaks right, the NBA comes back, and the optimists prove to be correct. But I think sometimes if you press them a little, like, okay, but how? How are we getting there? When are our public health officials and elected officials going to be ready to say it's okay and under what parameters. It's so much more complicated than just optimism. Craig Bowlerjack, Steve Kerr said that he and the Warriors are moving into off-season mode. In fact, they even had season-ending interviews. Gordon and I were talking about that. That actually makes some sense because Golden State is not going to the playoffs. Maybe they've been tipped that if they were going to pick up the season, it would be in playoff mode. So that would mean maybe he knows something that isn't known publicly. It makes sense. But yeah, sooner or later, right guys, you have to move forward in some way, and I, I would think if you know you're not going to be a part of the postseason, then go ahead and look forward to the draft, and hopefully what's ahead, hopefully it's not that far down the road, but you never know. It does give me encouragement that we've got some pretty far, some pretty smart folks. What are you trying to say? Some pretty smart people who are at... One smart fella, he felt smart. Are at smart the folks. Smart folks leading this effort. My Fart smokes come um, to a vape room near you. I, I think we almost had a bulging <laughs> disc uh, moment there. And Harpering will not travel with the team and had his MRI revealed degeneration of a joint in his spine uh, and a slightly bulging uh, a disc in his back. Got our promo. It's, 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 no, we don't have our promo. The show has gotten a little gaseous. <laughs> You're the worst. The NCAA proposed rule changes that would allow college athletes to take advantage of their image and likeness. Certainly this is going to make things much more unfair. But it is already not fair. I'm willing to deal with that as long as the athletes are fairly remunerated for things they deserve. If we were talking about somebody's market value, then maybe I'd come along with you, but we're not. We're talking about an excuse to have money change hands. It's the right thing to do. Instead of having this completely uneven system where you have the institutions getting all the money and the athletes getting relative crumbs. Chris Mannix with us from Sports Illustrated. I'd probably put my money on the game coming back in some sort of postseason form in July. And that means a three to four week type of training camp in June. Maybe they try to squeeze in a couple of regular season games. I don't know, but I do think we see some form of postseason in the month of July. A lot of this is going to be predicated on what we see coming out of Georgia and Oklahoma, states that are open for business on a limited level, two states that also have NBA teams. If they're able to do it safely and we don't see a spike in infection rates and other states start to follow suit, which I'm sure they will, then I can see a lot more momentum for getting the game back. Joining us now, the one and only Frank Layden. you got to hang in there and be tough. How about those books that you meant to read, or great music that you wanted to listen to, or movies that you wanted to see. This is a time to do those things. How about conversation? To be able to just talk and spend this rare time that we have together and start to make plans for the future. Maybe let's go back to school, travel to places that you never dreamed of. We're going to get another chance, and we have to take advantage of it. But don't give up. And it's very important. Have a sense of humor. That's how the Irish survived, you know. We've always had a great sense of humor, and a lot of times been able to laugh when others have found it necessary to Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Sounds of the week. Great job by, of course, Austin Horton as usual. And it's brought to you by our friends, if I could bring it up here, at uh, Syringa. Syringa doing great things. Uh, They're the complete business, telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Give our boy uh, Gabe a call over there at Syringa. They do great stuff. And how many people are relying on uh, on internet at the moment and uh, consistent uh, uptime as they say so shout out to syringa and yeah austin you you only told me about that you know like five minutes ago i could have had that that prepared it's <laughs> all right uh, and i we, apologize we do, we do it several times a day as well all right i'm <laughs> i'm broadcasting live from the vivint smart home arena zone sports network studios austin horton across the glass from me and joining us now Safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Jake. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's it's Friday. Uh, the uh, you know the end of the week still doesn't feel like a Friday should feel, but nonetheless, you know, looking forward to uh, to the weekend. Well, I certainly hope that you are uh, fired up and ready to go with our Friday edition of the Big Show. Austin, uh, Austin, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm appreciative of the rain today, gentlemen. I really how am. So, how so? Oh, the allergies and hay fever have just yeah. been kicking me. Oh, it, that's it's better. true. It's better with the rain. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true of a lot of people. And uh, I, I, well, I don't have severe allergies usually. Knock on wood. You never know. But uh, you do feel the itchiness, even at all, uh, even at a minor level. You, you do feel it. But it's just one of those things that comes along seasonally with the the nicer weather. So you know what we know. did today, which you know it's the little things in life these days, right? Uh, when it was raining, it smelled so. You know, the rain has that smell or whatever. We opened up the house. You know did what you? I mean? Yeah, they, we've been you know clo- haven't opened up the windows a ton through uh, through all of this. Really, for no other reason than we just haven't. And uh, it smelled so good outside. It was like, all right, let's. Let's open this bad boy up and get some fresh air in here. It was great. Utah has a unique smell to it, doesn't it? Well, what part of Utah are we talking Especially about? Especially here? here in North Salt Lake, I'll tell you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Smells like home. Sulfur. <laughs> no, I know there's all that and whatnot, but is it, is it the sage? Is it the sagebrush mixed with the rain? What What is that smell? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've always noticed it. Especially when you go away from here for a while, you come back at certain times, you you have that smell. It, it, is it a mix of 
of uh, of rain and desert. What are you, and, part uh, bloodhound? What are you talking about? And, and also, <laughs> when when you think of the smell of Salt Lake, in in all seriousness, don't you think of the the stink of the lake when it turns over in the middle of the summer yes. and the whole valley smells? Mm, briny. <laughs> you walk outside and you're like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's the lake. But there's something else. I understand. You guys can go ahead and be negative all you want. But there is a certain smell here. There's a smell. The smells of Hooterville, Jake. <laughs> I know a rural area like this just has that, you know, <laughs> mm, clean smell to it. No. No, it has, it has, there's a, there's a pleasantness to it. There's a certain, and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've smelled it too. And I'm not talking about pollution. I'm not talking about gaseous odors that may be emanating from some of your, you know, friends and colleagues and all that. I, I am talking about a natural smell, the mixing of the desert and the mountains, the mixing of the vegetation of the desert, the mixing of the vegetation of the mountains, all swirling together to give us a unique odor. And, and, and it's, it's a good thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I alone on this? Are there other people who have noticed it? Sure. I don't think you do. No, it, I, I get it. You explained it quite thoroughly. Do you like it? What's your yes. favorite kind of smoke to smell? Yes, like no, it. No, do you yeah. really? I mean, because I, I like it. Good. It's always been Good. appealing to me. I and when I go away from here and I come back, I smell it and I think, ah, home. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you like the, the smells of Southern California far, far more, but that's okay. No. No, I don't. Unless you're at the beach. Oh, well, that's a whole other matter. Or the rose but, parade. Yeah, and then here he goes, can't help himself. No, I don't prefer the, the Southern California. Well, unless we're talking about, you know, Southern California, then then yeah. Who doesn't like the smell of the surf and the sand and the sun? If it does have a smell. I, I prefer the, the smell of a mountain valley, the, the mixture of, uh, how did you put it, Gordon? The, the desert the with desert what was and that? The mountains. And, yeah, I prefer that. Now, are you guys you know, pulling my leg here, or do you do you really uh, notice it? I, on, I honestly have never noticed a distinct, unique smell to uh, Salt Lake than anywhere else. Can I? Can I just? Well, it's not just Salt Lake; it's Utah. It, the it's, whole state. It's, well, I mean, it's, when you're here along the Wasatch Front, there's a smell, a good smell. A smell of that sagebrush mixed with the mountains. I'm telling you, it's here and it's noticeable. You you grew up here and you've never noticed it, Austin. I honestly no, I never have. Have you ever, you ever in the in the middle of something you're doing, you know, often think maybe I should stop and and take an assessment of what's going on. Do you realize that we've just spent the last ten minutes talking, not quite ten, but uh, talking about the smell of Utah? Yes. I mean, why are we doing it's, this? We because could, we it's, to be be... Appre- it's to be appreciated. And, and the fact that I'm sitting here talking about it, and I've noticed it, and I enjoy it, and Austin has never even known it was there? That, that's, that's unbelievable. You smell good. <laughs> Come on, folks. All our listeners out there, will you help me on this? 
at Gordon Monson, at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton. Will you please acknowledge that this is there and that I'm not dreaming this up? Why and, do I smell dog food? And give it the hashtag Hooterville smell. <laughs> and we'll get to the best responses uh, here on the Jake, show. Jake, I don't believe I, You know what I'm talking about, right? The smell of Hooterville? Yeah. Well, I talked about it. When I think of the smell of Hooterville, I think of the lake when it turns over in the no, summer and the whole valley what, stinks. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the pleasant well, smell. What? Uh, okay, Gordon. Uh, terrific. You, that, that's you, why well, I, no, no, no. I tried have to say yes it? and move on like a half no, hour ago. No, no, really. Have you noticed it? Yes, I'm yes. It's, it is you. wonderful. It is a, a now electable you see, now marriage of, no, of weather and desert. And I don't want BS. What? I don't want to smell BS. That's what that is. You are, I mean, I'm working with two native Utahns who don't even know the smell of, of Utah. The smell of the Wasatch Front. Uh, the smell of the, the it, well, all, a lot of parts of Utah. Aaron tweets at us. He says, Gordon, are you talking about the lake stink? No, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Our friend uh, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says, Gordon is right. Utah has an amazing smell that is two-thirds open country, one-third fart. <laughs> and wild turkey blart. But what is it? Fart blunt? Yeah. He would know about he smells. Would, he would know. And then Chad said, Gordon Monson is smelling money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, fellas, it's it's natural. It's it's a natural part of what's here, and I like it. Good, good. Not as much as Southern California, but yeah, you like it. I got no, it. No, no, I do like it. The only thing you said not as much as the beach. Well, I do love the beach. Yeah, right. So I mean, there I you do, go. I so, do love the beach. Again. But there's something here. There's something here. And I, I'm about to go crazy because you guys haven't even noticed it. And you've lived here your entire lives. Well, I said money, 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 money. Uh, let's see here on Twitter. <laughs> Corey of the Mountain. I have no idea what Gordon is talking about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If that is true, then I'm going to climb up on my house and throw myself Hey, off. if you're asking Easy. a question and people say no as opposed to yes, Go. you can't get mad at them. And by the way, I tried to just say yes, and you wouldn't let that fly either. So but you what haven't. are we supposed to say? You haven't. What are we supposed to say? You don't even know what's right under your own nose. Y- yes, I do. Or in your nose. Yes. Yes, I do. Better? I don't believe you. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You would have already acknowledged it if you knew what I was talking about, and you don't. <laughs> I, I literally don't know what. I've I, never. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong and you don't smell something. I, I just never have. So Steve Klauke's going to be on the show in the top 3 o'clock hour. Food drive going on over there at the ballpark. We'll ask Steve about that. Well, we run That's, this by him, though. Uh, Howard Beck at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to move what's going on to the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So a very action-packed day. And and uh, Gordon's List is yes. coming up here momentarily as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's all sorts of good smells on that list. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just incredulous over here. I, I, just, I just cannot believe what I'm hearing. Uh, Chad mean, says, we really need sports, and Gordon is going insane. I can't stop laughing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Well, that's one of the joys of sports here outside. You can smell it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sven says, has anyone noticed since social distancing, Gordon has started sounding more like Bill Walton? 
A little bit. A little bit. Just weird I've smells. Done, yeah. I've never done drugs. Uh, I've never, I mean, I've never done that. Let's so, see. So. Uh, here's one for you, Gordon. Uh, Lakeview Window Cleaning tweets in and says, I'm not from Salt Lake, and I know what you're talking about, Gordon. The area definitely has that smell. I have not yes. never sniffed glue. And, and it's good. <laughs> not the glue. The, 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 <laughs> the, the smell of, of glue. Hooterville. <laughs> the Hooterville smell. Okay. Should we I'm telling to, you, I, I, I need, I need no, more reinforcement on this. No, I really do from our listeners. No. Because you guys, you have no clue what I'm talking about, which is amazing to me. But it's here, and it's prevalent. It's everywhere. You can smell it. And I need, and so keep those uh, keep those messages coming. If you, now, if you don't smell it, then don't, don't, you don't need to, you don't need, well, yeah, I'd be curious to know if you smell it no, or not. No, because you're going to yell at I them wanna, like you no, already I have. Know, no, I want to know what percentage even notice that, that that beautiful mix of desert and mountain smell here in Utah because it's not it's not in the east it's not there it's here okay what? mark tweets this in which is pretty hilarious mark says there's definitely a distinct smell from sagebrush after a rainstorm i have to yes. back gordon on this even Thank though he you. does need to calm down about it it's nice <laughs> but not worth yelling about thank okay. you mark thank right, you i'm sorry and, i'm sorry and mark certainly I not w- worth dedicating however much time we've dedicated to it. Well, I just, what I was yelling about was the fact that you two were absolutely clueless to the whole thing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. There's no need to yell. Yelling doesn't really help anything. I would like to know, though, if we could bottle up the scent, what would we name it? You know, they always have those crazy names for for perfumes and colognes. What would the Utah perfume be named? How about if you you brushed it on, you could call it Sage Brush. Uh, Just Aaron, Why do you have to brush it off? Aaron tweets in, such a lame start <laughs> to the show. Bring back Hans. No, come on. Oh, oh wow. What kind of insult was that? <laughs> oh, Love man. Hans. Hans knows a lot about smells. Uh, he know, I bet you Hans knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I bet he, he is, has the, what do you call those, the olfactory senses working i mean you've got to stop and smell the sagebrush i mean you've got to be able to really appreciate your environment to 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 maybe notice uh let's see yes gordon is an awesome smell but a lot more noticeable when you get away from the city so there you go gordon robert uh tweets that and he agrees with you and and so have uh one or two others are you satisfied Okay. Oh, all right. good. I feel, good. I feel a little better. Great. Oh, that's great. It's Friday. We should but all it, feel it makes good. Me, it makes me sad for you guys that you don't even notice it. Well, um, okay. Great. Thanks for being sad for us. All right. <laughs> good talk, Russ. I am, I am kind of sad I've never noticed it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get to Gordon's list. <laughs> I just I don't know what, to, what else to say, and I don't want to yell because I don't want to be unreasonable about it. I just wondered, you know, what percentage of the folks out there notice it and appreciate it. Yeah, you went a little Stephen A. Smith on You did. A yeah, a little bit. Well, that was that was, that was Stephen A. Smith. I didn't say, what's the matter with you guys? You are absolutely crazy. You, you must did, not be able though. to sense anything. You did, You're though. stupid. Wow. That's what Stephen A. Smith was That saying. was aggressive. So once again, was, we don't was, get out of the first segment without my feelings hurt. So that oh, we're off to that start again. I was again. imitating him. I wasn't being honest there about you guys. I can't, that's what he would say. I can't believe I'm going to enthusiastically uh, say this and mean it.
Gordon's list is coming up next. <laughs> Lame as Stay it is. Stay tuned. It should be action-packed. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. Get a whiff of Jake. And 12.80 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is the Foo Fighters, selected by Austin, I think, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Uh, love the Foo Fighters, Austin. What's uh, the inspiration? Today? Just simply, they're the last true, uh, true, pure rock band in American music. Okay. I the last along. one? Yeah. Name the last band that that sold the number one uh, record in the in the country and they made it in their garage because <laughs> their le- their latest album they made it completely in their garage that's a rock band right that's there. pretty cool uh gordon uh, it is friday and that means one thing time for gordon's list and now another look into the mind of gordon monson i know we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I'm in the mood for love. I've known people who are absolutely fire-breathing dragons. Sometimes you got to allow a little evil to happen to uh, enhance the good. Right, 37 buddy. years ago today, I was... I was feeling pretty good. (laughs) Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. All right, Gordo, what are we uh, getting to first? Okay, let's start with uh, what Frank Layden said yesterday on our show. I really was impressed by Frank's words. Weren't you, Jake? Yeah, it was great. It was was terrific. And I I said this yesterday, but I did uh, like your column as well. He, he's just uh, he's just remarkable. I know we said that yesterday, but it just stayed with me. And what what he said, uh, we're going to get another chance. How uh, will we take advantage of it? I'm paraphrasing there, but something along those lines. And it, it made me think about our perspective, Jake, and our attitude toward life, our attitude toward what we do on a dated hour by hour basis. Do we take advantage of of the good things? That we have available to us. Now, everybody is in a different situation. I get that. Some people are facing great tragedy. I, I, that, and that is very, very difficult. This human condition is fragile. Some of us uh, are just sort of making our way through. Some of us have means. Some of us don't have means uh, or more means, you know. But there are little things that we can do to enhance our lives. And I thought Frank really underscored that. Uh, in the in the framework of of this pandemic that we're dealing with right now, and it it really I've been thinking about that ever since, and uh, I think that's important for us to share with our listeners. I don't want to get all preachy or anything, but it's kind of cool every once in a while to stop and and think about those things. I think I'm going the other way, Gordon. I, I think I'm going to use this as an excuse to be more angry and cynical. <laughs> Well, you're off to a good start Yeah, today. I know. I, wait, hey, you were the one who started insulting me. Thank you very much. But, yeah, I'm, go, I'm going the other way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give in to those feelings. 
the dark side, huh? I, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm going for it. Time's passing slowly anyway, so might as well Luke, be mad about it. I am your father. I don't think he ever really said that in the movie, though, did he? Yes, he did. No, he said something like that, but he didn't say that. I think he said, Luke, I am your father. He No, he said, uh, no, I am your father. Ah, well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's funny how some of the most famous lines in cinema get mixed up that way. You know, it's like uh, the, the from Casablanca, play it again, Sam. Yeah, Humphrey Bogart never says those, that sentence. He never says play it again, Sam. He says something similar, but not that. Same thing with uh, the one I quoted in my column the other day from uh, Betty Davis in All About Eve. Uh, Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. That's not what she said. She said it's going to be a bumpy night. I don't know what a bumpy night is. Do you know what she might have been referring to? I don't know. I've I've never heard of any of this, so I'm going to go with I don't know. You've never heard those those lines? No. Austin has. I don't think so. I didn't hear headlines in silent movies. (laughs) So, do you like the idea of Major League Baseball splitting into three divisions in Arizona, Texas, and Florida? Does that sound viable to you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, whatever they've got to do to pull it off, absolutely. Baseball has a a unique challenge where there are so many games uh, that, uh, you know, if they've got to break it up into kind of three quadrants, that. That makes sense. I'm I'm just rooting for its success. I do you, now. How would you? What do you think is the most likely scenario? Are they going to centralize those games, or do you think they can play in certain stadiums, empty stadiums? What, what do you think is most likely? Um, because I, I the, the large gathering, we're just not ready for that. Yet. No, at this point, I think you're looking at empty stadiums, and maybe you see some some things starting to loosen up. Uh, where, uh, just for example, restaurants right now, right? They they can operate their dining rooms at 25 percent of capacity. I don't want to you know misquote anything, but I believe yeah. that's what it is. 25 percent. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see is maybe we get a little further down the road that maybe 25 percent of capacity is allowed, right? But you get your own chunk of seats as opposed to just one right um or or something along those lines i don't i don't really know but the more creative we get uh, in how to kind of adapt to this whole thing you know i'm not putting anything off the table well this is one of those deals where you can have an opinion today and it might change next week based on the limited information that's available but i you, we talked with sam amick about this yesterday with the nba season jake you and i have talked a lot about it uh, the NBA season, the NFL season, the NHL season, uh, Major League Baseball, they all are sort of facing a little bit of a different thing. But as optimistic as I want to be and as inspired as I was by what Frank said yesterday, I I, I, I just think I'm doubtful about college football. I, I, I wrote a column about that for this weekend, and I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing a way that that's going to happen. That's uh, just me. It's just where I am right now. But to me, that seems like that's a tall order. I think it all depends on um, what they decide to do with students when it comes to college football. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be the students first, and they've they've made that clear. They're not going to have uh, uh, athletes or football players be the battering ram, right, to, to test it all out. So the, the students have to be back at the universities, and that's probably a – 
you know, if they allow that, that's probably a good sign that you we are safer to do some things. And I don't know if that means put 100,000, uh, you know, people in one stadium at one time. I don't know if, if that's where we are. But, you know, if it's safe enough to, to send students back to school, well, then that probably gives us uh, some freedoms, certainly more than we have now, right, uh, to, to pull some things off. So I think that's what college football is depending on. We've talked about the various possibilities in the past, and if we clump them all together, I mean, there's a ch- they could start on time. They could delay the start of the season. They could play only conference games, which gets very problematic in some cases, like for BYU and, and, and Notre Dame and, and schools like that. Uh, they could start the season, and then uh, if there's a, a second wave of the – COVID-19, they could uh, suspend it for a while, but then you got to start back up again. And how in the world are you going to do that with football? That's difficult to do with the physical demands. You could postpone the season until the spring, and uh, but then you have scheduling problems running into the following season. There, there are all these different things that are being floated out there, but I think you hit the nail on the head, Jake. You can't play football if, if students aren't on your campus. You just can't do it. And so that has to happen in order to make it possible. And like you've pointed out in the past, and I agree with you completely, it seems as though college football, while there is big money, TV money in college football, college football depends on that gate. They got to have people there. And if nobody can come to the games, that makes it more problematic, in my opinion, for college football than it would for some of the professional leagues. Well, it, it's easy for for uh, college sports in general because you've got that litmus test, right? That, that line in the sand. Like if students can't come back to university, college sports ain't happening. Uh, yeah. I, that's why it makes... Uh, what's happening with the professional leagues more complex, yet they have a lot more flexibility. So it's interesting to see what they come up with. And I don't mean to jump the gun on the list. I don't know if you you have this on there, but did you see that uh, the uh, the NBA, Major League Soccer, and the NHL have all negotiated with uh, with MGM about using those facilities in Vegas? And yeah. the NBA is pivoted to Orlando because LeBron James prefers Orlando, apparently, according to oh. some uh, some reports. <laughs> Uh, well, that's out there. important. Uh, but but those leagues now they're they're you know whether or not to proceed is is less defined, right? Uh, they can you know do they proceed in states where it's legal? When do they open practice facilities? I mean, this is all up to them. As far as college sports goes, they have that definite line in the sand, so they can't even they can't even think about starting until they figure out when students are coming back to campus. Now, there have been some states that have announced, like Oregon has already announced uh, that they're going to have students back in the fall. So maybe those college football programs can can start to plan a little bit, but... But because uh, I, I don't the know if they know either. The, yeah, because of the fractured nature of the whole thing from state to state, the policies are different. And so we, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. How are you going to navigate that whole thing? So it's it's very complex. Um, I don't know at this point how anybody could make the statement, hey, we're going to open up our, our campuses in the fall. Well, I there mean, are there are schools doing it. Uh, I know. There's a bunch but of them But to me, there. based on the information that I read... I, I, that seems risky to me. Maybe they're reading different way. information. Or maybe there's a different motivation. Maybe they have different information. Maybe they're hungry for the money that they need. All right. <laughs> uh, let's not pretend like that doesn't matter, though. They do need money. A lot depends on that. 
That, there's yeah. value there. Again, at what at what cost? I know, but risk? let's let's That's really what it always comes. I down know, but to. let's not condescend it like it doesn't matter because it does. It does matter. I understand that, but but there are some people that are awfully eager to bump start that and uh, the hell with uh, the uh, human toll. Yeah, I I got it, but I mean there there's there's value on the other side. I just don't think it's not a, it's it's not a and maybe we're going down a road that that we couldn't possibly go all the way down, but it's just not an all or nothing type of thing. Uh, well, there are various opinions on it, and I guess we'll see how it. But the, the important one of the important factors in this whole thing is that more information comes forward. Day by day, week by week, month by month. So maybe uh, there will be enough reliable information at some point to be able to say those things uh, and feel good about them. I'm not at that point right now, but we'll see how it goes. A Florida man is was they opened up the beaches there, uh, Jake, and a Florida man, he dressed up like the Grim Reaper and was walking around the beaches. With his, what's the Grim Reaper carry with him? Is that a Sith? Yeah, I think so. Isn't it a yeah. Scythe? Scythe? Isn't a, a Scythe Sith a bad it? guy in the Star Wars? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't use that word very often. But uh, I, just as a reminder to all y'all out there enjoying yourselves, he was uh, sending a, a grim message to those that were out there enjoying the Or is it a sickle? Sand. Is it a sickle? Yeah, I think it's a sickle. <laughs> it beats me. I don't what know. What does it smell like? No, we're not going back there, Jake? No, okay. I'm not anyway. Uh, he looked hot. Jake, if I ask you this question, I would just want to get I want to get the first thing that pops into your mind, okay? Okay. And it, 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 there are two different ways of looking at it. One is no duh, and another one is okay. But if, if we're being reasonable, then what? I thought it was okay, well so, popped into my mind. So, so <laughs> you have two different categories. So I can have one is, those two answers. One is fantasy, and the other is okay. Let's be reasonable about it. All right. You okay. see the difference between the two. Okay. If the Jazz could acquire any one player, who would you want on the roster? George Gervin. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> no love for the Iceman? Yeah, I love the Iceman, but not at age 68. Who had that, that nickname first, uh, George Gervin or Val Kilmer? Probably George, right? George yeah. did, yeah. Because that's a great nickname. Who that the, is a great one. Who had the that better poster, one. though, as Iceman? Val Kilmer Val, or George Gervin? I've, I've got go, to go Val Kilmer. Uh, current players, Gordon? Current players. One player you can add. Now, now the obvious ones are LeBron and, and the Greek Freak. I get that. But uh, what, what, what names come to mind? Hmm. Well, okay. So ideally, I think you mentioned it. It's not LeBron because his age range doesn't ma- uh, match up all that well with Rudy and Donovan. It might be the Greek Freak. However, do their skill sets, if you were creating Big Three with those three, is, is the Greek Freak what skill set is missing? I don't know about that. He and Rudy, he, there's well, a little... Well, he's, he's not an outside Yeah, shooter. there's a little duplication there with he and Rudy. But hmm. then you have Bogdanovich and you have some others that might be... You know, you'd, that would you'd be You'd have the biggest team threesome. in the league by a long way. <laughs> uh, let's see. One player... Might be Steph. It might be, although he's he's a little out of the age range, but it might be Steph. 
hard to argue with. Hard to argue with, especially if we fashion it such that, okay, what do the Jazz need further that would really put them over the top? Yeah. My answer? Yeah. Damian Lillard. Not even close. I thought I thought about that and I think you can make a strong argument for that for that answer. I he's think not gonna help, he's not gonna help him defensively. No, he's not, but neither would Steph really. But either does Mike Conley for the most part, right? Right. Uh may you know what I take it back. It might be Kawhi, because Kawhi makes every team a lot better. But he's what's his what is his shooting average from deep? It's certainly enough. good enough when you but say. Sir, but and think about his addition at the defensive end with that team. You know how we talk about how the Jazz got better offensively, but defensively they struggle around the perimeter. Uh, I think Kawhi might make a huge difference in that regard. Yeah, I think that that would help. Real quick on uh, on Kawhi and his three point shooting this year, thirty six point six percent. Last year, thirty seven percent. His career high is was in San Antonio in fifteen sixteen, where he shot forty four percent. Wow! So if I were to say to you the NBA season is going to continue and the Jazz have to win a championship, or else you're going to live the rest of your life uh, in a cave. Now, who do you add to the roster? Make the the stakes really high there. Well, and this is a little tease to what's next. But is that cave furnished by the warehouse? <laughs> Is it a man cave? <laughs> Is it a man cave? Perhaps. So uh, you wouldn't care the result, huh? Aaron says, "Guys, really, the kid for the Mavs, Doncic. You can make an, certainly make an argument for Doncic. There's, there's no doubt." All right. Uh, interesting question, though, Gordon. I like that. Uh, that's a good exercise. Well, more of the list coming up. Stay tuned. Clowkey joins us at the top of the three o'clock hour. But joining us right now from the warehouse, two locations to serve you: nineteen sixty-seven South, three hundred West in Salt Lake City, eighty-six East University Parkway. There in Orem, our good friend Tom is with us today. Tom, what's happening? We are definitely going to furnish that cave. All right, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, it, see, that makes all the difference. I'll take the cave. Yeah. Amen. Listen, I last week I got myself in trouble. If you remember, I broke on your show that I just bought a truckload of Sealy California King mattresses. Mm-hmm. And uh, with our least favorite friend, the virus, trucking has been a problem. The truckload showed up today. We just unloaded an entire truckload. So now I'm going to repeat. Yesterday I held my tongue so I didn't get in trouble again. (laughs) We are going to sell a California King bed set. So I'm talking about the mattress, the box spring, headboard, footboard, and rails. The entire package for $499. The mattress, you, you know the mattress. This is a mattress made by Sealy. It's a posture pedic performance. And um, it's one of the nicer mattresses in the industry. And I'm telling you, the mattress is a $1,299 mattress. You add a $499 bed. You add a box spring that most people are 175 to 250 for the two box springs. You're looking at a set that's 1400 to $2,000. We're going to boom it out, and I have 50 of them for $499. Now, if you want an upgrade, we've got Sealy Performance 
the premium mattress. So we've got the performance for four ninety nine. I'm going to do the same package with the Sealy Premium, which is a nicer mattress, and we're going to do it only for a hundred dollars more, five hundred ninety nine dollars. And as I said last week, if you just graduated and let's call it from UVU, and you're getting married this week because that's what the plan was, and you need a bed rather than sleep on Aunt Tilly's hand-me-down that's 13 years old that has 25 pounds of dust mites, come in. We're going to take care of you with an incredible deal, $499 or $599 for the premium. Then if you want an upgraded bed, I've got like six or seven upgrades on the bed. A hundred bucks more will get you a nicer bed. So come and see us. This is an incredible deal. If you need a new mattress, you've been dying, you can't afford more than 500 bucks. I'm going to give you headboard, footboard, rails, box springs, and mattress for $499. We're at the warehouse. We're in Orem. 86 East University Parkway, and in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West. Come and see us. That's Tom from the warehouse. Thanks, Tom. You're the best. 1967 South, 300 West, uh, there in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Steve Clocky joins us top three clock hour. Howard Beckett, four. But right now we proceed with Gordon's list as we do every Friday. What's next, Gordo? Have you come to any other conclusion on my question about the Jazz? Anybody else come to mind? I think, any, I think, any, any specialty player that came to mind? Because it's really cheating by going with Antetokounmpo or, or, or LeBron. You know, that's just, come on. But, I think uh, I think Kawhi's my answer. I yeah, like I like I, Steph. I think is a good answer. Damian's probably a good answer, but I think I think Kawhi's my answer. Yeah, yeah. They'd be such a good defensive team. Can you imagine that with Kawhi and Rudy? <laughs> be awesome. You know, you've always been a fan of those two way players, Jake. That I am, and 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 you know, it it really is as cool as it is to have such an offensive presence on your team. It's these guys that that can do it at both ends of the floor. It's just, I mean, it, it's there's just a quality to that. It's it's not like a completeness to a player uh, being able to do it all. I, those, those guys are pretty rare. Well, uh, all that talk uh, about Michael Jordan right now. I mean, I, I think he was an underappreciated defender. Now, uh, Scottie Pippen usually got the other team's number one, so let's not ignore that. But, uh, you know, Jordan was a great defender on top Wasn't of all, all the stuff he all did. all NBA defense for like the three or four or five years in yeah. a row or something? Right. So, so yeah. Two-way yeah. guys, man. I, incredibly valuable. Again, channeling what Frank said to us yesterday, uh, how about a shout-out to all the people out there who have pitched in to 
honor or help or donate to the frontline folks battling the coronavirus and, and other people in need. You know, and we had Greg Miller on and he was talking about the drive for the food drive. Uh, that's just cool, man. That's one thing when you're when you face difficult times, the way people come together to help one another, it's heartening. I need that. I need to hear that. I need to participate in that. It makes me feel like uh, like there's cohesion to our society. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the food drive is really cool. It's going on now uh, until next Wednesday. In fact, we'll talk to uh, Clocky about it. You can donate over there at the ballpark. You can donate here at the arena, any of the, the Larry H. Miller dealerships, uh, the megaplexes as well. But uh, food bank, feeding feeding families, yes. very important at a time like this. And I, I love it that that's the uh, avenue they've chosen to contribute this week. I think it's great. Uh, I think there are a few things uh, more worthwhile to contribute to than that. I mean, talk about helping people directly. Uh, I think it's really cool. So, yeah, I echo those sentiments for sure. Speaking of uh, helping out or, or serving other people, did you see that Oprah and various other celebrities are going to give commencement speeches to honor the 2020 grads of all different levels? Uh, so Oprah is speaking for, for everybody? Uh, for Well, it's going to be online. And so she's, I think so. Yeah. Did, did, anybody, did anyone ask her to? Yeah, I was going to say, did anybody ask her to do this? Or is this just Oprah like, don't worry, everyone, Oprah's here. You get a diploma. And you get a diploma. No, no. <laughs> well, you have to do your end. You have to hold up your end of the deal. Don't worry, everyone. I'm here. Oprah's here. I got it. I got this. Don't worry about it. Hey, Oprah may be one of the few people whose time is more valuable than MJ's. Remember we talked about how MJ turned down $100 million for one on-site appearance and was not willing to do that for $100 million, according to David Falk, his agent. Oprah probably fits into that category, wouldn't you think? Probably. You know who's a lucky guy? Who's uh, Oprah's? Uh, are they married or is it? Uh, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Stedman? Who's- Stedman. Yeah, that guy. That guy, has, that guy has life figured out right there. <laughs> well, see, you've been very open and honest about this. And since yesterday was National Honesty Day, uh, you, you, you will remain that way. Speaking of this today, you have made no secret of the fact that you are looking the gravy train off your wife. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it that way, but... Well, you kind of said that. You've, I've heard you say that on the air numerous times. The words gravy train, I've used those? <laughs> it was important to me uh, to find a successful, smart uh, companion. And the reason being? Those are reason enough for me there, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know, Austin. Didn't it sound to you like uh, Jake was looking for the easy way out? Oh, most times, but yeah. I, I don't understand how this is a criticism. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what you're criticizing me over. Would Oprah be the number one target then for you? I mean, if if you were back in your single days and you could choose various women to uh, to mooch off of, and I could land Oprah, yeah, but yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I appreciate your honesty about this, Jake. I mean, I think that's really uh, a little bit squirrelish, but, uh, but 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 kind of refreshing. Squirrelish? What do you mean square? Easy for for you to say, Captain One Percent. <laughs> All right. Are you going to miss the Kentucky Derby tomorrow? Yeah, I always I always like to uh, to tune into the Kentucky Derby. Sure, it feels like one of those 
you know, uh, marks that time of year, you know, one of those sporting events? Sure. It is. It's why I'm not big into horse racing or anything, and I've never really, I don't think I've ever bet on a horse. Have you ever, have you done, have you, you've been up to, uh, up to, uh, well, yes, I like uh, to go to, to horse uh, Wyoming races. Downs we do pretty much every still, year. I, I've told you this before. Exists? We went to San Diego to the, go to the uh, the horse track uh, for my for my uh, bachelor party. That was like the event that it was surrounding. Is that Del Mar down there? It is. Yeah, it was uh-huh. a lot of fun. I love uh, the horse races. How'd you do? Uh, that day, not so well. Uh huh. I've I've come away ahead a time or two, but usually I'm behind. I mean, That's I don't know how to. I don't know like how to read a racing form well enough. Yeah, I. I that's a. That's something I've never. Never done in my life. I've never bet on a horse race. Well, let's go, before. man. Uh, when this thing gets, am uh, I missing out? Do you think it's yeah. something I need to experience? Oh, it's great fun. Yeah, it's it's super fun. Are you a horse guy? Do you like? Uh, do you? Some people just find horses to be beautiful creatures. Uh, are you? Uh, are you a horse I mean, guy? I like horses. All right. I I wouldn't call myself a horse guy. No. Have you ridden horses before? I have. I have my horsemanship merit badge. Thank you very much. <laughs> where did you do that? Scout camp. And where was that? Oh, I don't remember. I went to a bunch of scout camps over the years. And you learned how to uh, to do it the right way, to guide the horse so that it would do what you wanted it to do? Yeah, it's not that hard. You're not, not you. familiar with riding a horse, Gordon? Well, I, no, I, have, I have ridden horses, uh, but I don't think they like me because I try to be friendly to the horse, but they, they don't really. I told you about the time when my wife and I, when we had two little ones, we decided to go on a horse ride at this place where they had them, but it was in this open area, wooded area, and uh, kind of natural environment. And I said, okay, I'll take uh, my daughter Erin at the time was the youngest. And so I said, I'll take her because I thought I would be able to protect her better. And my and my wife took my older daughter, Lauren. And so we we went out and it was just like these trail horses, right? And so I'm trying to get it to do what I want it to do. And all of a sudden, it, it takes off walking down into this ravine, and I'm trying to get it to steer it back on up to the trail, and I think it got so angry at me that it went under a branch and, and, and scraped me and my daughter right off the back of the horse. Now, that's not a good sign, uh, especially since I had the little one. And, and the branch was there, and the horse did it on purpose. He was trying to offload me. And I fell down into the dirt, onto the rocks, and trying to protect my daughter. And it's like stomping all around me with its hooves and whatnot. Did it on purpose, Jake. And, and my wife circled back, and she looked down. She saw me, and she just started laughing. I've never been prouder of an animal than I am today after hearing that story. You weren't a horse guy. I but wasn't. Now. now I'm pro horse. Good judgment. I, they have a good judgment, those horses. What do you think the creepiest animal on the planet is? All right. If we've got were, Steve Klauke coming up if next. You were, if, you were, if you were walking down a path, uh, say out in the wilderness somewhere, and you ran across an animal that would freak you out, which, which, would, which would it be? A meerkat. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> a sloth. 
All right. I'm looking forward to talking to Steve. Clowkey's coming up next. Stay tuned. Howard back at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.